Welcome to the Foxy Digitalis podcast for December 8th, 2023. I'm Brad Rose, and how's everybody doing? I'm recording this really early this week. Um, it is Tuesday, and that's because we're going to be out of town for the last half of this week. So this is, no, fuck, it's not Tuesday, it's Monday. See, today's been so bananas that I don't even, it, it feels like two days. It's Monday. Anyway, you don't care about that. So, uh, but, well, that's just to say if, like, something really important and wild happens in the next few days. I've already recorded this and scheduled it. So sorry. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, everything's pretty good here today. I took down the sound leaves at Philbert museum. It was up for a month. It went off without a hitch and was freaking amazing. Um, I, I still kind of can't believe that it happened and yeah, I'm going to share the piece on the Fox digital Patreon this week. So if you want to hear it, you know, there's another good reason to sign up over there. Five bucks a month. I mean, hey, you, you would be astounded at all the cool stuff you get over there for five bucks a month. Um, Songs of Our Lives continues to roll on. I'm so excited about all the episodes, really. We've recorded some great ones, got some great ones scheduled. Um, this week with Zach Robinson was so much fun. I'm so glad that I decided to do that DAD oral history because that's kind of how I got to know Zach. And then we had a blast doing... Uh, songs for our lives and I, I really also hope people that put like check out the the kenny g era there he we talked about on there because uh frankly it rules um what else has been going on god there's so much stuff i somehow inexplicably finished a new album i don't know like over the weekend um yeah probably charlton album i don't know i got a lot of stuff finished um it's kind of out of hand uh, i like I have so much stuff on my hard drive that I don't know. I don't know. It, I don't even know that it's possible to release it all in the next however many years I got left. I don't know. It's good. You know, if you love hearing that stuff though, um, or not even love it, but like it, I don't know. That's a good reason to join the Patreon or the jewel garden subscription. Cause I do tend to release. It's like, well, here's an album. Cause I got a bunch and I want to share this one and I have a cover for it. Cause that's like my favorite thing is to make covers and come up with song titles. Um, I mean, it's not my favorite thing, but I freaking love doing it. It's so much fun. So, you know, you end up, you record the stuff and it's like, well, might as well put it together as an album because the rest of the process is really fun. Um, okay. Let's move on to, let's stop talking about me. I don't know. I'm in a weird mood. I'm, I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to get a bunch of stuff done today and tomorrow before we head out of town. Um, I'm recording, speaking of songs of our lives, we're recording a Christmas episode. Um, by the time you hear this, it'll have been recorded and that will be out on the 19th or, uh, it'll be out on the 12th if you're on the Patreon. So I'm going to stop talking about that. couple new things that have come out. Uh, I just want to mention, I've mentioned before Bernard Chalotel's Bandcamp is amazing. It is, there's so much just at this point he's, he just releases like, tracks every so often and he's been on like the last week he's released a number of them they're usually anywhere from like 10 to 20 minutes and if if you're into like cosmic synth music you know vaguely new age ambient um he is he's one of the best i don't know between his and ariel kalma's 
Bandcamp. Like I, I, you know, I know, you know, Bandcamp problematic. Fuck them and all that. But like, for again, as a means to get music out in the world, those two guys have got so much good stuff. Um, I, I'm gonna put links to both, and I just just go and click on a random thing and check it out, and you'll be like, wow, awesome. Um, also, uh, this one was pointed out to me on Twitter, and I appreciate that the band The Early has a new album called In, uh, Impatient on Ruination, which is a cool label, and it sounds really good. I I was listening to it, especially that first track, Sycamore. It's like this 14-minute piece. I don't know. It really kind of hit hit me right this afternoon. Um, it has a really good cover, too. I'm just looking at it right now. I'm like, ah, I just like, there's just something really pleasing about it, and Ruination's a cool label, so... Um, check that out. And then apologies if I pronounce this wrong. Um, Natalie Barize. I'm sorry, Natalie, if I got that wrong. Her newest one, if we could hear is out today, Friday on room 40 and man, she's so good. I'm, I'm, I'm just a massive, massive admirer of her work. And this one is, it's up there with all of it. Um, if, if you liked her previous stuff, you'll love this. If you like Room 40, you like this, like just, yeah, go give it a listen. I think that there will be a lot there that appear, appeals to listeners of this podcast and beyond. Um, okay, so let's get to the main orders of business. Before I get into a uh, conversation with Steve Rossborough, a.k.a. Omni Gardens, a.k.a. the head of Moonglyph Records, let's talk about the album of the day excuse me, the album of the week, because it is so good. It's for a whole week. And that's, you know, but uh, album of the week, which I, oh man, I like it so much. Um, it is Trances by Jules Reedy on Shelter Press. So Julia Reedy's last album, World and World, was an absolute gem. Absolute gem. Um, and, and Traces kind of builds on that in a way. It's but I don't know. It offers it offers something. It's just it's really quite special. It's the, <laughs> it's the best description I can come up with because it's just it's so good. Um so uh they use a custom hexaphonic electric guitar that's tuned in just intonation, which is you know, right right in the place I want to be listening. Um, but trances, I don't know. I don't feel like it really sounds like anything else. It, it's got its own distinct um, kind of sound world and just the, the, the way it flows. And I, I, I'll get into it more. It's really beautifully produced too. Uh, a nod to Foxy Digitalist friend, James Ginsburg for helping with the mix. And it, it kind of always is holding the edge between this. It's like, it's very warm and inviting, but there's a, like, it's like on the edge of chaos or frenzy. Like, it's right in there. It's really, um, it's like always in control, even though it feels like there are times it's about to lose it. It's so good. And the whole album has this combination of feeling hypnotic. Like, it's sort of lulling us into the state of being where we're floating just outside of consciousness, but at the same time, like, searching for something. Like, some place that makes sense to us and only us. It's, the, you know, the truth is somewhere in the details. 
and and there are a lot of sonic details on trances that are just so I just get lost in them. Um, it, it's also it's in constant motion. There's like there's different tempos and alternating speeds, kind of crisscrossing in multiple layers, and it, that all just adds to this mesmerizing effect. Uh, there's the like the plucked chord progressions that sort of they'll sort of hum and then fall away. It's like the they're like the breadcrumbs along this winding path. And then there's like synths that spin to life and and sometimes that, that adds like some like sharper timbres and sort of expressive accents. And then Rudy's voice pops up pops up now and again. And it's sort of like this like mile marker, this this waypoint. And it's it's like something solid to latch onto when moment there's like these moments where the whole thing I don't know. It's like, it's like there's all these phantoms and it feels like it's almost too much, but their voice is this steady, like this distant celestial body focused into a warm, uh, focal point, I guess. Foc yeah. <laughs> but, but like sometimes it, it, like, it sounds like there's auto tune being used too, which I think is, I, I've watched some live videos of, of them and I, I swear they use auto tune and I'm a, big fan of that like the way they use it because it makes it feel even more engaging and it heightens the emotional undercurrent that like flows throughout and the, the and that really kind of surprised me but it, it'll catch you off guard until it's it just is almost overwhelming and it's it's like it feels very vulnerable and very just open um one of the, the other thing i want to talk about is one of the most effective aspects of trances is the way really will return to certain sort of like motifs and patterns or arrangements. Like there's this building familiarity throughout the record that to me, it embodies this feeling of finding your place and your way and finding things that connect and, and like through these recurring arrangements and pluck chord progressions and all that, that feeling just, it feels, it, it like really digs in and like it, it feels bigger and heightened. Um, yeah, it's like, it's such a smart and sort of considered approach to these compositions and to this record and this music. And it, I, like I said, it's just so, it's really special. It's a, it's a really, really great record. Okay, so Steve Rossboro, Omni Gardens, uh, Golden Pear is out now. It's a great, great record. It's, fun. it's a record that just makes me happy. Um, and I I don't know. I was really excited to talk to Steve. I was really just excited to talk to Steve because, like, we've known each other for a while and have never actually had a one-on-one uh, -on -one conversation like that. It's always been through email. And, uh, of course, he also runs Moonglyph, which is such a killer label. Um, and yeah, we recorded this on zoom a couple weeks ago. And if you haven't heard golden pear yet, I highly recommend checking it out and I hope you enjoy our conversation. guest today is Steve Roseborough of Moonglyph and the the band behind Omni Gardens. <laughs> Steve, how is it going today? 
doing pretty well. Thanks for uh, having me on the show, Brad. Yeah, absolutely. It's it feels long overdue. Like we've known each other for I don't know how long, but we've never actually spoken live and in person. Like not in person, but you know what I mean. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just increasingly common, isn't it? You know, in these in these circles. So yeah, it is always nice right. to be able to converse face to face, at least yes. to, at least via Zoom. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I there's all sorts of things like that, but I'm going to start with I just so Omni Gardens is the I love the project name so much. I remember when I first, I think when I first saw it, I didn't even realize it was you. I was just like, oh my God, this is, you know how sometimes you're just really drawn to a combination of words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, so I was just wondering if there is a story behind the name. Yeah. When I was, um, so yeah, I, I was trying to figure out a, quite a while ago. I feel like it was maybe 2018 or something like that. And um, at the time, I was considering just starting to release music under my own name, because um, previously mm-hmm. I had released some music under the name uh, Soothsayer. And um, I did a did like a few tapes and stuff, um, did a couple on Moonglyph, like really early on in the label. And then I did one on Lee Noble's label, uh, No Kings, okay. did a tape there. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I realized that was you. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> that was me. All right. And... Uh, Eventually, I decided that uh, I need to change the name because whenever you Google the name, lots of other stuff comes up, and particularly like uh. some '80s like Canadian metal band. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I think I've evolved past this. I got you know, time for a change." And so I was going to go with my with my own name, just Steve Rossborough. And uh, I was convinced out of it by Britt uh, Brown, who runs Not Not Fun mm-hmm. Records. Um, and I'm glad I did that. Rossborough is not the easiest last name to remember or say necessarily. And, uh, you know, I just like the the mystique of it. But, but anyway, the name yeah. Omni Gardens. Yeah, at the time, I wanted it to kind of touch base with like ambient and new age stuff, um, but also feel mm-hmm. a little far out. Um, that was the idea, at least, you know. Um, uh, since then, I've realized that Omni Gardens is uh, the name of like, a few hotels and shit like that. Oh, really? (laughs) So so it's maybe not exactly the vibe, but, uh, but uh, you know, I'm I'm still happy with it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. Um, I think the feeling, the feeling is good. And that's ultimately the goal here, right? You know, just like positive connotations. Absolutely. No, I think it's such a good, I, like I said, I, I don't know. There's something about that combination of words. It just, obviously I'm drawn to things that have the word garden in it. I have in my label, but like, you do. Yeah. Um, but, are you so? I was gonna add, like, are you are you into gardening? Is that like one of your things at all? Um, I am not particularly into gardening. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the wasn't the motive behind it. It's very much just sure. like just the feeling of gardens and yeah. the, the lushness and the kind of surrounded by plants feeling. Yes, yes. Well, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Let's talk about Golden Pear because it's out now. Just came out recently ish. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that it kind of, and I think it maybe it mentions this in the description now. I don't even remember, but it is. It feels, um, especially compared to Moss King, like it's more lush. Like there's more instrumentation. There's more. Um, so I'm just curious, what sort of, like how the sound evolved, like and how your creative process evolved between the two, and like what sort of inspired you to start bringing in those other elements. Yeah, I think like. Yeah, for Golden Pear, you know, I wanted it to feel in the vein of Moss King because I was I was really happy with that kind of the sort of directness mm-hmm. and simplicity that I had going. Um, you know, making Moss King was a pretty, uh, 
I don't know, I guess transformative thing for me um, because like I picked up a, a Moog a grandmother like the year prior and I hadn't really used it too much. And, um, and so I, I decided like, Hey, you know, it, like the pandemic had just started. And I thought this is the perfect time. Let me like dig into this and like, let's make a record with just this one instrument, you know, keep it simple. Yeah. Um, at the time I was really, really inspired by uh, Robert Pollard and guided by voices and, you know, just, just his like work ethic and approach to uh, songwriting, you know, mm-hmm. like you think of an idea, you get it down and Hey, that's probably good enough. Let's, let's move on to the yeah. next thing, you know? Um, Cause I definitely ran into the issue of just, just really, really overthinking and over listening and over analyzing right. everything I made and, and ultimately didn't, didn't make better music for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that uh, pairing things down and having, cause the Moog is just, uh, it's a, it's just a simple mono synth, you know, not a lot of bells and whistles on it. Um, but it sounds nice, you know? And, and so having that limitation, like really made things a lot easier for me. It's like, okay, I want a lead mm-hmm. sound. Oh, I want a bass ish kind of sound. I want a weird experimental sound. Right. And, um, those limitations that, yeah, just made it super easy for me. And, um, so anyway, so with that, I had that kind of, uh, base established and Mm -hmm. i just wanted i wanted to expand in a natural way and i'm pretty into uh like exotica records and Mm -hmm. uh particularly like arthur lyman's music like his uh you know uh kind of his heavenly vibraphone yeah in particular he has this really incredible record from 1980 called uh, island vibes and it was his last record and uh, it's all ocean field recordings and solo vibes uh, the whole way through. And so I was really inspired by that kind of sound, you know, cause it's also very yeah. simple. Um, but he was, you know, he was a master at his instrument, right. uh, but, <laughs> but he, he had this, you know, real restraint and like, just let the notes kind of ring out. And, um, anyway, I just love that feeling. Um, and then I was also really into, uh, this Nelson Riddle record called sea of dreams. Um, it was from like the late fifties and that one's like very dreamy and kind of romantic. There's a lot of, uh, it's basically, it's almost all strings, you know, it just has like a lush and soft feeling that was like really compelling to me. Um, so I was really inspired by that stuff that like dreamy kind of ethereal quality that I got from those, those sort of things. And, and so I tried to figure out like, how can I naturally incorporate some of those vibes into, uh, I guess like, you know, that was a pun. Um, kind of literally into the music. And uh, yeah, so that's how I incorporated, yeah, some like Mellotron flute and uh, yeah, some vibraphone, a little marimba, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of how I wanted to expand uh, the sound of the project. Yeah, That's cool, yeah. Um, I haven't heard that Nelson Real record. I'm going to look that up. That sounds really... Uh, yeah, it's nice. I mean, it's awesome. very much an easy listening record, you know, so... Hey, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, I mean, and so one of the other things that I, I, I really enjoy about this record and your stuff is there's, and, and <clears throat> this kind of goes a little bit, what, maybe what we talked about before we actually started this, but I feel like there is almost a, like, there's sort of like almost like a pop sensibility to some of the uh, like arrangements and just the vibe. To, like it's very, it, it kind of threads that needle between being like having a more sort of like out there feeling to it, but also being accessible. And like, I think it's a good, it's, I don't know. It has that balance really 
like really dialed into me. And I'm just curious, like, is that, is, are, are the sort of pop quote unquote pop melodic, I guess is maybe a better word. Those inclinate, is that like a purposeful thing or is that just kind of like a subconscious thing that you're, when you're writing and making music that comes out a little bit of both, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that is interesting to think of it that way. Um, yeah. For, I mean, first of all, I definitely agree with you that it's, you know, there has, it has a lot of like pop sensibility and, and I like that about it. Um, sometimes people view pop as like a little, little bit of a dirty word in certain spaces. You right. know, I've had people also describe the music as simple and they're like, and I don't mean that as a negative thing. <laughs> and, you know, I don't, I don't take any of that as, as negative, you know, I really like yeah. simplicity. Um, you know, simplicity mm -hmm. is, uh, can be very challenging to do, you know, sometimes simplicity is so dull. Um, and, uh, so I, yeah, I don't know, I guess, I guess I would say it, it's a conscious choice, like the poppy elements. I do think of it as like a pop ish kind of project. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually it goes back to Robert Pollard, like just so inspired by the fact that he like thinks of an idea and a hook, you know, maybe writes a bridge, mm -hmm. maybe writes a chorus and then it's over, you know, two minutes in and out. And I just love that, uh, that creativity and that kind of free flowing short form stuff. Um, yes. I think a lot of ambient songs just go on and on and on and, you know, do they really need to, you know, do they, I feel like a right. lot of them have already expressed what they wanted to express and having a lot of variety and short songs and ambient is, uh, is just really appealing to me personally. So, mm -hmm. um, and it also allows you to like make mistakes or do something that's maybe a little goofy or something you don't think necessarily works, but Hey, you know, it works for 45 seconds, so a minute and a right. half. You know, even if it, you know, couldn't be a four and a half, six minute song or something. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's, I totally agree with that. Like a lot of the music that I've made in the past has been a, like, it's been very long form. And in recent years, I've been, especially like in the last, I don't know, two years, much more short, like shorter, like exactly what you said is like thinking about that. Like, do I need to, do I need 20 minutes to express this idea? And sometimes the answer is yes, like yeah. for sure. Like there's, you know, great stuff that is an hour long and should be an hour. Oh long. yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, and the simplicity thing is, I, I feel like oh, for a long time for myself, like just go, growing up and, you know, you hear like not thinking about like experimental or ambient music, but just in general, it's like, oh, you know, it takes a year to make a record. These people are in the studio doing all this stuff. And, and so it becomes, it feels like, you have this perception of this. It has to be this really complex, maybe overwrought process. Right. And I feel like that was something I really had to break in my head is like, no, it doesn't like, and for, and for some people, again, like do what works for you. But like, for me, I think it would, it made my music worse. Cause it was just like, I'm, I'm an overthinker by trade anyways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like, um, so I really, yeah, I think simplicity is, Simplicity and restraint are can, can kind of be synonyms in a way with some of this stuff. And I think it's really, I don't know, for, it's something that speaks to me, I guess. Is Thanks. Yeah, no, me too. Yeah, because I, you know, before, you know, I think some of my other music, you know, I was focused a lot more on um, um, particular sound design. And then you'd come to a mm -hmm. part of a track and be like, you know, this isn't quite working. Like, what does this need? And my impulse is always, well, let's add another layer. Let's try this other, right. other thing <laughs> on top of it. 
you know? Yes. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's that's going to work sometimes, but that's also how you end up in a space with mud and yes. just too much going on. There's not really coherence. And, you know, it probably would have served me well to strip back those moments and be like, why isn't this working? Mm -hmm. OK, well, what's the what's the foundation? What's the core of this like moment of the song? And mm -hmm. a lot of times that's where the issue is, you know, because if you can make a song work with like three parts, you know, I yeah. think it's like a pretty solid song and you can swap out different kinds of sounds and you could do a lot right. with it because like the structure and the bass like melody um, is pleasing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just inherently working. And uh, yeah. yeah, so that's how that's how I work now. And it's yeah, it's really, really helped me. It's made it easier to write songs, you know, and I, I like what I make a lot, a lot more due to it, too. Yeah, like I. God, I relate to that so much. And for me, it's also made just like the process of creating it so much more enjoyable, mm -hmm. like on a, in a different way. Whereas before, I mean, it was it was like enjoyable and it was this thing. I, it's often a thing I feel like I, you know, I need to do for because of it's like helps me process things and all those things. But it's yeah, there's just like a more of an inherent pleasure in it by trying to be more focused and not. Yeah, not just trying to do all the things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the overthinking is just such a such a barrier for me, you know. Yes. And I still, I still, I still do it plenty, you know. Sure. So don't get me wrong; I haven't <laughs> right. solved the riddle or whatever. But, um, you know, being conscious of it has has helped. You know, it's it's made it's made the process more more fun. You know. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and this is something I, I talk about a lot, like fun and joy and pleasure. All those things are very underrated like i love like i mean <laughs> i love a lot of difficult like, and mind expanding yeah and yeah. it's yeah exactly it's like and i love you know and don't be wrong i love a lot of like really serious deep heavy music and then it's not saying that music that is joyful isn't also deep but like fun is and, and and i've said this to multiple people to me like in 2023 in the face of everything that's going on in the world like being able to f create moments where people can have experience fun and like whimsy and joy there's something radical about that to me right now and so i am like this is my thing that i preach about all the time now and people are probably sick of it but i don't care <laughs> i mean i'm <laughs> and so i'm so there with you on that yeah 100 yeah. and, and you're and so and golden pair really is really evokes that so um, thanks man yeah i, I really appreciate yeah. that yeah i agree i think you know music music can do so many things and it's cool to have like your little pocket, the thing that you want to do mm -hmm. that maybe is different from other things, you know, and also mm -hmm. since we're heavily involved in, in music and, you know, uh, promoting music and talking about music, mm -hmm. it also means we're on social media all the time, Yeah, which is just, you know, can be such a brain drain, you know, can be such yeah. a bummer um, because, you know, while I, I care about all the serious things that are happening in the world, you know, mm -hmm. I don't need to engage with them 24 seven. You know, I think it's healthy yeah. to take a break and appreciate little things, you know, and that's that's like really what I, what inspired like, yeah, my last two records is like yeah. the feeling of a lazy afternoon, you know, like mm -hmm. just that kind of calming simplicity, you know, take a break, you know, um, right. I guess uh, I guess I could also <laughs> call it just self-care or whatever. Um, yeah, you right. Know, right. TM or whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so yeah. I, I really appreciate that in, in music because, yeah, we all. We all need a break sometimes. I mean, that's when I listen to like Rodalius, like one of my favorite artists of all time. Mm -hmm. Rodalius music really does that for me. That was a huge, huge inspiration for me too. And, uh, and then also I really like the band, The Clientele. 
they're like nice. melodicism, like just really, I don't know, just kind of washes over me, calms me down in a way that a lot of other stuff just doesn't. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I'm there's hey, escapism is a thing we all need right now. So, yeah, um, not all the time, yeah, just yeah. a little bit. Nothing wrong right. with that. Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, I mean, it's you find those moments and it's like, all right, now I'm ready to like go and fight tomorrow or, you know, I mean, <laughs> right, right. Um, go through the slog. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, real quick before we get out, two things. What's the so the again the album title Golden Pair? Mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's very evocative. It has there's sort of like this sense of sort of richness and warmth. And um, is there any special significance like or symbolism to the title? Um, it's I go off of like just general connotation with like my mm -hmm. song titles and album titles. Um, so it's not it's not something specific. It's just it's like it kind of like you were speaking to earlier kind of speaks to the whimsy the sort of yeah. sort of real kind of surreal um you know daydreaming was like a big theme for me too mm -hmm. in general and uh and so yeah so that's that's kind of where the name came from just trying to evoke those things um but yeah there's yeah. not a specific like reference point that i'm trying to point to though oh, that makes sense yeah i mean just the omni gardens golden pair i mean it just I'm good. I'm glad, for I'm for, la for lack for of a better word, I mean it's a vibe, man. It's good. Yeah, it's a vibe. It. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, I like that. Uh, so, okay, before 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 we get out of here, what's um what's going on with Moonglyph now and next year? I mean, that you can't, uh, some of it you probably can't announce yet, but just I don't know what's what's up. What's happening in the moon? What's happening in the Moonglyph world? Yeah, in the Moonglyph. Because there's always cool stuff happening. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well. Uh, I guess it's maybe not won't be relevant whenever this uh, is released, but uh, tomorrow I'm re releasing uh, Roy Warner's uh, record, uh, Imagine My Surprise. Um, Roy is a L.A. musician. He used to go under the name uh, Gia Sultan. Uh, he's put out a ton. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. A ton of great records <laughs> and tapes, um, a lot of kind of experimental electronic, tiny little sounds, you know, utilizing Max MSP and uh those kinds of processes um yeah great stuff on you know some of my favorite labels like mondage and orange milk yeah. and you know a bunch of others um so anyway yeah really really stoked on that one uh, some great guest spots roy. on that record too yeah 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 this is the first time roy kind of brought in more collaborators to help him uh, realize the vision and yeah i'm super super nice. stoked on this record so yeah that one comes out tomorrow and then um well i guess i'll talk about this um because just because i want to hear what people think so i haven't done it yet i worked on a couple of tracks but i considered making a omni gardens uh christmas ep and nice. I, I just want to get a gut reaction what do you how do you feel about a christmas ambient record 100 percent in like in. the douglas lady christmas record is a staple in this house um i don't know if you've heard the douglas lady i haven't christmas no record. i obviously need to though yeah oh my god like Douglas Lee, like in Tropical Paradise, is one of the greatest records ever made in my mind. Um, and so for him, and yeah, but yeah, like I, <laughs> I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about I was I, um, so I'm all in on this. Yes, cool. Uh, yeah, I was, please, I was, please do. I it. went back and forth. <laughs> I just wasn't. I'm like, is this is this hokey? Is this a weird, lame choice? I don't know. So ambient Christmas EP. Dude, we're on the same page yes. already. Easy yes so i that sounds awesome yes and i so, and i'm really excited to see what kind of cover you design because i love your covers so oh thanks man yeah uh, yeah we'll see so i'm gonna gonna be doing that um 
I, I I don't foresee it coming out this year. I got yeah, I, time kind of like blew past me, and I just didn't get to finish sure. it, unfortunately. But um, it's gonna happen. I'll I'll, I'll do it. I have a bunch I of tunes it. kind of planned, and yeah, I just love the I love the vibe of Christmas, and I love the melodicism mm-hmm. in the music. But I don't always love a lot of the actual tunes. So right. so I feel like yeah, just being able to utilize some of that. Um, so are you thinking like or, like originals or taking classics and? kind of recontextualizing them I, i'm or you're not sure uh, <laughs> yeah i think a, a little a little of both um i'll both, definitely be yeah. doing classics um but they're just going to sound so different i think yeah. just inherently when i when i have to piece it together you know yeah um and so yeah so we'll see how it goes and yeah i want to experiment and try to get to the essence of like well what makes something feel christmasy you know is it mm-hmm. just like I think people say it's like major yeah. sevens and stuff, but like everything uses major sevens. I don't know. Right. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to figure that out. Uh, what's really going to work. Oh but I think gosh. it'll be a fun, I love it. fun project. So. All right. Well, 2024, everybody mark your calendars. The, <laughs> hopefully the Omni Gardens Christmas EP. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I said it yeah. in the podcast now, so I think I have right. to do it. <laughs> so just like if, you know, if it's on the internet or if it's in the podcast, it is true <laughs> and it has, you can't ever go back. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for doing this. This was a lot of fun. Everybody check out the Omni Gardens record. Check out, just check out, keep up with Moonglyph. There's always good stuff coming out. Um, and yeah thanks Steve yeah thank you Brad a lot of fun I appreciate it alright y'all that is it for this week um Hopefully nothing super important happened between now, Monday, and Friday when this comes out because then this will feel instantly dated. But whatever. Whatever. Um, as always, you know where to find me, find what I'm doing, foxydigitalis.zone. Um, listen to the songs of our lives. It's ah, These episodes are just so good, y'all. I really, really hope you check them out if you haven't already. You can listen to them on wherever you listen to podcasts, on Foxy Digitalis. Um, anywhere, everywhere. Patreon.com slash Foxy Digitalis. Another place to listen to them. Get them a week early. Get extra content each time. Um, and yeah, holler me on social media. Send me a voicemail. Send me an email. Whatever. I don't know. That's it. Until next week. Don't forget. The sound is forever. Everyone.